Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. I wanted to talk about this uh, this court case uh, of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right into it. Um, I mean, a lot of this, um, you know, of course, I see a lot of this stuff as you know a lot of grand distractions, um, which which have been amped up. Um, in, in recent years where we bounce from uh, one crisis to the next crisis, one court case to the next court case. Um, it, I mean, it's it makes for um, fantastical television. Um, you know, millions of people tune in. And, and here we are with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, which is the latest, um, the latest distraction that we're, that many people are ensnared in. Um, I've managed to avoid... Um, a lot of this. So the same thing with the Derek Chauvin case. Um, those of you who remember that, I mean, we move past this stuff so quickly uh, that uh, we pretty much have the, the attention span of a goldfish at this point. Um, but I, I avoided that case for the most part and waited till the very end. And here I am again here with this uh, with this case. I wanted to wait till the end uh, to even mention anything. And right now, the uh, the jury, they're currently deliberating on the fate of 18 year old uh, Cal Rittenhouse. So for those of you who are, uh, who have also avoided this, <clears throat> uh, don't, don't really know much about it. Let me take you back to uh, the, the far, far past of August uh, 2020. Uh, the, the day is the 23rd of August, 2020. Um, this was, you know, I, those of you who remember, um, this was during a lot of the racial justice, social justice, mayhem, um, uh, equality for all through um, uh, violence, <laughs> political, <laughs> politically uh, uh, sanctioned violence and, and all kinds of craziness was going on. Um, also, the height of uh, the, the love um, of uh, black criminality was also at an all-time high, uh, not only in this country, but in several others. You had Black Lives Matter. Um, you had all that stuff going on uh, just all over the place. Now, on August 23rd, 2020, there was a shooting of uh, yet another black criminal, uh, Jacob Blake. Now, when I say that, you know, I'm not saying that just because someone has a criminal record that they deserve bad things to happen to them. I'm just merely stating um, that this individual was was a criminal um, and people tend to commit themselves to certain acts or, or live their lives in a certain way that raises the probability of negative things happening to them I'm, I'm not saying that anyone deserves for anything bad to happen to them I'm just saying that you live your life a certain way there's a high probability of you having a, a negative outcome or experiencing something negative and in this case, this individual um, had the police called on him. He also had a warrant. Um, he also had a knife. Um, and according to the video now, our mainstream media, they did their part, um, only showing a small piece, which was just the trend in 2020. And it's also the trend even now where they'll show just a piece. They have they have more footage, <clears throat> but they'll show just enough um, where you don't really know how things started. Or how they escalated. Um, all you can see is how it, it ended. 
and uh, when more footage was released in this case uh, uh, in regards to Jacob Blake shooting it turns out well you know he had a knife the police spent just minute after minute after minute trying to talk this person down um, then they, they tried to handcuff him tried to handcuff him he, he resisted arrest um, he got a little physical um, proceeded to walk back to his car his SUV which which no person in their in their right mind would do regardless of your skin color um, and reached into the car opened the door reached into the car um, and there and there was that that knife and the the police shot him now he survived the shooting uh, apparently he's he was partially paralyzed immediately after the shooting was hospitalized um, but was uh, became stable <clears throat> excuse me in stable condition now this individual Jacob Blake also received you know of course a lot of national praise a lot of attention um, he even had uh, got to receive a phone call from our uh, our our vice president of course before um, before the election um, was called but received a lot of attention from uh, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris and um, no one really cared about the people that he victimized no one really cared about that no one really looked into exactly why, why the police were called or um, anything about his record none of that mattered um, it was just about this person was black he got shot by uh, two police officers um, and they both happened to be white so ka-ching you know that there it is it fits the narrative so the media blew that up <clears throat> and ran with it and both people played their part. You know, you had CNN that played their angle. You had Fox News that played theirs, and it turned into just your typical wrestling match uh, nonsense that we've be become uh, accustomed to um, in, in 2021 now. And, of course, just uh, the temperature was already high, <clears throat> incredibly high at that time, with uh, the, the, the shooting death of, I'm sorry, not the shooting death, but the uh, death of uh, George Floyd, which happened in late May. And then you had the shooting death of Ahmaud Arbery that happened in Georgia, um, I believe about two months before that, two, three months before that. Um, so everybody was just amped up. Uh, and of course you had protests, which um, at that point, 99% uh, of the protests, I mean, I referred to them at the time as pretty much pre-riot, pre-looting, pre-arson, because um, the second the sun started to set, um, it would things would escalate, <clears throat> and all the craziness would happen, and that's exactly what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, and of course, um, you had law enforcement that was mismanaged. Um, you had uh, National Guard elements that were mismanaged or not used at all. Um, you had the local police ordered to stay so many blocks away <clears throat> from the craziness. So you had an, a section of Kenosha, which was pretty much set on fire. I mean, you had local businesses that were set on fire. Uh, quite a few of them were black owned, which makes it kind of interesting. And they some even put up signs saying that they support Black Lives Matter. And uh, there was a little bit of irony in some of the pictures um, that surfaced showing different businesses with their signs up um, with their the buildings in the background ablaze. There was a car lot with dozens of cars that were destroyed and set on fire. Um, and it, it was com complete mayhem. Now, in the midst of all this, you had some people that came across state lines, and this is where I'm getting to uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. 
that came across state lines to <clears throat> participate, whether it's to um, be for or against or to be neutral and provide like medical aid and uh, things like that. And that's how this whole thing started out with Cal Rittenhouse. And there's plenty of video. There's plenty of footage um, as as that whole situation began to progress, um, more details started to come out um, and people were able to see, oh, well, you know, he has a little bit of training. Um, he had his medical kit and different equipment on him. He was actually helping several protesters. They got, they got injured <clears throat> early on that day. And there's footage of him talking to them and, you know, putting, uh, wrapping some guy up, helped a guy who had like a knee injury, that kind of stuff. And, and he had a, uh, he had a rifle with him for protection, uh, which, which makes sense. Um, and as it, as the darkness fell, <laughs> the sun began to set more chaos, continued, more destruction and, you know, the typical burn loot and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and you had lots of, uh, of course, um, criminals, um, convicted felons and all that stuff. And once again, that's not stating that anything bad should have happened to them. But here we are yet again, where you have convicted felons, <clears throat> uh, convicted uh, career criminals uh, that also had firearms as well and different weapons, makeshift weapons and bats and things of that nature and spotted him <clears throat> and proceeded to chase him. And there's plenty of footage of that where he was not the aggressor. He was being pursued. And for a point, he ran and ran and ran and ended up on the ground. And they were coming at him. And based on what I saw, it looked as though that he had to make a decision. Should I just stay here and let these people beat me to death, potentially beat me to death? Um, and take my weapon and probably shoot someone else or hurt someone else with my with my firearm. Or should I defend myself with this weapon that I have right here, right, right next to me? Um, and he decided to defend himself. And in the footage, you can see um, uh, one individual had a pistol drawn, a convicted felon, actually, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how he how he had that firearm. He couldn't have uh, purchased it legally. I wouldn't think. But. He drew his weapon, and that's when a lot of the shooting started. Now, there's also some footage where you could hear like a uh, a small arms, like a pistol that was fired as he was on the ground before a lot of the, a lot of the madness and everything happened. But that's you know that that that's hearsay. You know, I'm I'm not a uh, forensic uh, analyst or anything like that. Um, just going based off the photos and videos that I saw and everything I remembered at that time and then things that were brought up recently. Um, but at the end of it, there were several people that ended up getting shot. Um, there were two two casualties. And he ended up surrendering to, to the police. And then that, that brings us to, to here. I mean, he was pretty much waiting for, for his trial. There were a lot of people that... Um, felt that, you know, the, the book should be thrown at him, period, you know, and calling him a, a murderer. Um, and of course, because he's white um, or he looks white, that he is a white supremacist, a KKK this, a <clears throat> domestic terrorist, you know, all that stuff that the typical uh, the typical buzzwords were thrown at him. Um, and then, of course, you had people on the other side that, you know, called him a, you know, well, he's a hero and he's a patriot and he's a this and justice for Kyle. Um, 
free Kyle, you know, all all that stuff. So you had the the typical tribalism, two sided paradigm stuff that that we are uh, that we've become accustomed to in this time. Um, and I just waited. I mean, I um, at the time, I think it was about um, a week and a half after the shooting and and uh, after the shooting, August of 2020, um, I posted some uh, videos and and uh, did some some polling uh, through Twitter and through LinkedIn. And this was before that, before they banned me <laughs> um, for some of the things that we were discussing, even though what we were talking about was, it was all within reason. There was no, um, uh, no profanity used. There was no call for any violence or reaction or anything like that. It was just asking basic questions about the incident, uh, questions about the upcoming uh, court case, things like that. But, uh, but anyway, uh, so, just looking at it at the time, I mean, now, and then this is what, this is over a year later, you know, I, do my feelings have, have any of my perspectives changed? Has my position changed? And I would have to say no. Um, it, it just, it's just become more solidified and, and more validated considering the, the uh, terrible case that the prosecution uh, brought forward and um, a lot of the shenanigans, I watched some of the highlights, like uh, when the, the, the prosecutor was holding the rifle, trying to prove a point, for some reason decided to point it and then sway it back and forth, pointing it at the jury in a crowded courtroom. This is this is a fully functional, as far as we all know, uh, rifle. And he even had his finger on the trigger. Now, there was no magazine in, in the magazine well, but as anyone with half a brain knows you, you should tr treat something that kills someone you should always treat it as though it can do so at any time right so handle the weapon as if it's loaded at all times it's just, just basic stuff you know but but the entire the, the entire case i mean it was it was just filled with holes you know and the the prosecutor did what he could with what he was given which was was nothing it was it was a lose it was a loser it was a loser case. It was done. Um, but of course, it's it's another distraction. It's another opportunity to divide everyone, get everyone all excited and worked up. Um, and, you know, I, I, I saw um, just a lot of the uh, some of the live feeds from people protesting in Kenosha and in other cities. A lot of protesters and people that were making claims of, uh, you know, promising all kinds of destruction and, and mayhem, depending on the outcome. Uh, depending on the verdict, which, you know, mob rule, that's, that's, you know, that, that's definitely democracy for you, right? So you have all that going on. And of course, there's all the, the details, the big details that people just aren't really talking about. And, you know, they don't go into the, the background of, um, of the, the victims, and I'll put that in quotes. And, um, they won't go into their their background or exactly what happened on that night and all the the destruction and, and uh, businesses set ablaze and all the chaos. I mean, uh, they still want to portray this as, you know, a moment that was uh, what is it? The the anchors kept saying on CNN, mostly peaceful, slightly fiery, you know, uh, <laughs> a teensy bit chaotic with a splash of murder. You know, that's it. They, just the way they, they play with those words and the way they phrase things, it just it, it just cracks me up. And, they, of course, they still do it now. But you have all that. And then, of course, you have the, you know, people on the left and people on the right, you know, and it's just 
he, you know, he's a villain and he, he's a racist. He, you know, he's this, he's that, he's a murderer, all that stuff. And, and of course, people that are saying he's a hero's patriot, all that stuff. Now, you know, where do I stand in all that? I, I would have to say that I'm, I'm outside of that bubble. Um, the, the way I see it, I don't see him as any type of uh, villain or a white supremacist. I mean, they, they went through his phone. They did. They, they dug around. They didn't find any any bit of evidence um, that would uh, lead anyone to that conclusion. Of course, when when the whole thing happened with Derek Chauvin, people assume that was a, a racist thing, obviously. Right. You know, well, he's white and he's a cop. So obviously racism. You know, the victim was black racism, you know, even though there was once again, there wasn't a shred of evidence that led to that, that he got up in the morning and said, you know what, I'm going to hurt a minority, you know, or I'm going to kill a minority or, or whatever. Uh, that evidence wasn't there, but people just drew that conclusion. Um, and of course, with the help of the mainstream media, um, that angle was was pushed, at whether it's, uh, you know, directly or indirectly. And, and people bought into that and got all worked up. And uh, here we are yet again with this situation, you know, and. I, I don't, I don't see this individual as, uh, as, as a, obviously not as, as a villain. And I also don't see him as a hero or a patriot. Um, I do think it's a bit, um, bizarre that you would put yourself in a situation like that. Um, now, yeah, he was, you know, young 17, well now 18, but he was 17 when the incident took place. Um, but I, I don't understand what, um, where I, I can somewhat see what will possess someone to want to do that, to go across state lines and <clears throat> participate in a protest in one form or another, uh, considering how high the temperature was at that time on race relations and social justice and, and all that stuff and everything that was going on. I could see someone being frustrated and saying, you know what, I, I, I need to do, I have to do something, you know, um, but still to not exercise a shred of, of common sense you know, I would look at a situation like that and I would say, wow, that's a real shame. Well, I already know what's going to happen. We've already seen um, all the all the mayhem and the, and the destruction and the chaos that happened in dozens of cities um, months prior. So uh, there's a pretty good chance that all those same things are going to happen yet again in this city. So I'm going to stay far away from that. You know, that's that's how I would read the situation. And even 17 uh, year old me would have uh, would have looked at the situation and, and handled it the exact same way using common sense. I, I wouldn't think, oh, let me let me go talk to one of my friends and let me get a, get a rifle and let me take some medical stuff and go down there and, and help people and, you know, and try and be some sort of neutral party in the midst of um, absolute anarchy where the law enforcement is nowhere to be seen or they're on the outskirts. They're blocks away. So I have no backup except myself and maybe the one or two people that I, that I trust. No, I mean, that's, that that's insane. But does this person deserve to go to prison for the rest of their life because of this choice? You know, I'm no legal professional. Um, but in my personal opinion, I would say no, um, based on the evidence, um, and based off of the, the uh, flimsy case that the prosecution was pushing, um, trying to paint the picture as if he just went there with the intent. Intent. Let me put that. Let me put. Let me underline that word. Intent. With the intent of harming people. Um, I don't. I don't believe that's the case. 
I don't believe that's the situation here. So, you know, I have a feeling that it it's going to be completely thrown out. I mean, period. So then the, the I would say the big question is, you know, what's going to happen after the verdict? Now, I know in, in Kenosha, they've got, you know, it seems like they're actually going to properly utilize their National Guard and their local law enforcement um, to maintain order this time around. Um, so we'll get we'll get to see um, how quickly issues are squashed um, and civil unrest is um, properly managed and uh, and dissipates um, when the elements that a lot of the citizens fund through their taxes are properly managed. Um, so this this will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Um, there were some concerns. The same thing with the with the Derek Chauvin case. Uh, uh, once that came once that came around. And, you know, would you look at that? They probably used um, the, the political officials in uh, in that state and that in that city um, uh, in Minneapolis. They properly used um, taxpayer funded <laughs> uh, pieces, you know, and components. And and well, they they seem to work through it. It's kind of crazy. Imagine how many lives would have been saved and how many businesses, small businesses would have been saved if um, a lot of these political officials, a lot of these these mayors and um, members of city council and all that stuff um, throughout 2020 would have been as uh, proactive and well, and it's even reactive um, in a lot of those cases and would have done their jobs and used all those resources that they had at their disposal to protect their citizens um, and to protect their their uh, their local businesses. You know, I'm looking at you, Lori Lightfoot. You know, I'm looking at you, Mayor Fry. You know, so it's 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 all very interesting, to to say the least. Um, uh, and of course, I I have no real dog in this fight. I don't have any um, political position. There's no, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not hanging on the right. I'm not hanging on the left. Uh, definitely not hanging on <laughs> hanging on the left. <laughs> Um, but of course, like everything else, it, it, it becomes politicized and then in comes the tribalism and, and, and the anger and the frustration and the mudslinging and all that stuff. And then, you know, uh, and in recent years, the political violence, you know, which a lot of people were shown, um, that that can be something that's justified and sanctioned and, you know, uh, and in some instances, allowed to just sort of happen. <laughs> um, we've seen plenty of that, even early 2021. Uh, so we will see what happens once the uh, verdict is reached. Um, I, I, of course, will keep my distance from <laughs> a lot of this stuff um, because, of, as I've stated in a previous uh, previous podcast, that I mean, I believe what we're witnessing is the result of the underestimation of the danger that large amounts of stupid people, uh, the, 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 the effects they can have on a society or a community or a city or, or a nation. Um, we're seeing that, how easily triggered they can become, um, how uh, easily uh, they can be manipulated, they can be directed and, and weaponized. Um, we received a really pretty good education in that over the past five years for those that were paying attention and we definitely saw it in 2020 
um, where it was almost like firing a missile. You know, I mean, it, uh, the equivalent of it. You know, so we'll, we'll see where this goes. But that was just some of my thoughts. Um, I just wanted to take the time to talk about, you know, walk this thing forward because some people are coming into this somewhat cold and they just they're getting the tidbits that are presented in the trial um, or whatever, um, uh, whatever you side you lean on politically, um, whatever that mainstream media piece, whatever they're presenting. Um, and I don't think either side is really talking through um, everything that happened from, from start to finish um, and, and presenting the clear picture um, because the, the last thing we want is, you know, a, a nation full of well-informed, um, uh, well-educated, uh, healthy, focused, confident citizens. Um, we, we can't have that because that, that's way, way too hard to govern. Um, we definitely don't want a united, <laughs> a united uh, citizenry. That would just be that would just be crazy. So an, an anti-authoritarian and, you know, we can't have that in 2021. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Um, I'd love to hear from from some of you out there. Just some of your thoughts on this case um, and, and any predictions that you that you might have in regards to the reaction, um, because we, we can all we all have a pretty good idea of how this is going to work out um, as far as the case. Um, as far as the verdict, but it's, you know, what comes after that, that I'm a little curious about. So thanks a lot for listening in. Uh, thanks a lot for your support and your donations. Um, and please feel free to uh, reach out to me through all the usual routes, uh, whether it be through Facebook or Instagram or through uh, the uh, Snell Nation 11 uh, Gmail account. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care. Snell Nation out.